Hey everybody! One of the questions we often get around our community, around the idea of money, is the question, should I tithe? If you've been around the church for a while or you've grown up in the church, you've probably heard this idea of tithing before. Tithing is simply giving 10% of your income away. Typically, people fashion that as the idea to give that away to the local church. And so people ask all the time around money, should I tithe? And this is a good question. We are right now in the heart of a week talking about money. And I do encourage you to go back and listen. We had a panel of people on Sunday who did a fantastic job around financial stewardship. And then yesterday we posted a teaching from a guy named, what's his name? Randy Alcorn. And he did a great job just sharing about financial stewardship. And in this, he talks a little bit about this. So this is not going to be new if you've listened to that. I do sync up with a lot of some of the, at least some of the ideas that were shared in that particular teaching. Tithing was always in the Bible, giving 10% away. It actually, the first case we get of tithing in the scripture is from this guy named Abraham, who was called out by God to be this great nation. And God promised Abraham in a covenant that his line of people would be this uh, group of people that would fill the earth And one of the responsibilities they had was to show and represent God to the world. It's this new family that God wanted to create to be a representation of himself to the earth. And so he gave them the law. And early on in the story, and by the way, this that, that family was Israel. If you're new to the Bible or new to the way of Jesus, that was actually Israel or the Jewish people who I know I'm, I'm sure you've heard of. So Abraham's family was great and was this family that grew into a great nation. But before that even happened, there was a, a story in the Old Testament in Genesis where Abraham was called by God to actually give 10% to tithe, 10th tithe, all working together. I think you're picking up what I'm putting down to this priest named Melchizedek. Melchizedek. And this is actually the first episode or instance of tithing in the scripture. Now, it's not like what we would do where we would maybe give probably, well, I think everybody would consider giving 10% of their income or physical money. Listen, I know we don't have physical money in our pockets most of the time now. I know it's just numbers through machines, but uh, monetary money is the way we view tithing. It wasn't necessarily like that, obviously, in an ancient Near East that didn't hold much of a an economy outside of agriculture. And so if you read the story of Abraham, obviously Abraham just accumulated things after things, stuff. He accumulated, particularly accumulated animals and uh, just in an agricultural kind of world, he became, became very wealthy through obtaining animals and growing livestock and whatnot. And so Abraham, probably his tithe was probably giving that kind of thing to Melchizedek. Then you get to Israel. Israel, the law is actually a beautiful thing. Don't I, I always encourage people not to think of the law as a negative thing. Now, I know Paul can speak of it in the New Testament as it can kind of feel like he's speaking of it, it as a negative thing. We don't have time for that. But I'll just say the law was this boundary, this beautiful boundary around Israel and how they would be this people that would be a representation to the world around them. And in the law, Israel was encouraged uh, by law to tithe to the priests and the Levites. Actually, Randy, Randy Elkhorn says that really ancient Israelites, these nomads, these wandering folk in oftentimes in the desert 
were actually required under their law to give close to maybe even over 23% of their income away. And they had uh, different ties that they were actually called into. One was to the priest and the Levites for the work of the temple. And then there were other civil things that they were actually uh, under law, not, not encouraged. They were actually under law to give to. So you may be thinking, well, I give a large portion of my income away in income tax. Fair enough. Uh, a part of Israel's tithe, one of their ties at least, went to the ongoing work of their nation, if you want to call it, or their civilization or civil uh, civil work for that community. Either way, they did give, by law, 10% to the priests and the Levites for the work of the temple. So you have Abraham, before the law was even given, tithing. Um, Israel, any good ancient Israelite uh, kind of entering into this idea of living under the law would do this regularly. And there's, I mean, even if you go back and read in the law, there's these different things within the rhythm of the law that were actually really beautiful in giving to the orphan, the widow, and the foreigner. And there was just a, a level of generosity that was called out by the law for Israel to give in and lean into. Then you get to Jesus. And what's interesting is you don't really hear a whole lot in the New Testament about tithing at all. Um, obviously, we're under a new covenant. We've been brought into a new covenant through the work of Jesus. We're not under the Old Testament law. Jesus actually speaks of tithing once uh, in the, in I don't have notes in front of me. This is just from the top of my head. But in the Gospels, he speaks of tithing once and he speaks of it to the Pharisees in a negative connotation as though these were people that were really proud that they, they tithe, but Jesus was getting to the heart of the matter. And that reality is, is that that is one thing that is very evident with this. You can give 10% of your income away and your heart can be in some of the worst places possible. And um, even giving money away can do things in us. You know, Jesus talks in the Sermon on the Mount that we're not to we're not to stand on the street corners for people to see us do these kinds of things. And so Jesus actually pushes at the Pharisees and them living to the letter of the law, but their hearts kind of being in the wrong position or place and having the wrong posture. So Jesus doesn't talk about it a ton, but as I would, I would imagine as an ancient, uh, in the ancient world, as a Jew, he would have been giving, uh, and tithing. I would imagine that would have been a part of a rhythm of his life. And then you get to the new Testament into the churches. And really there's nothing about tithing in the new covenant. Paul, especially the major writer of most of the letters in the new Testament, speaks more of generosity and generosity was always at the heart of God's people in this new community that was following Jesus together. And uh, generosity was always part of the story, but you don't hear about like a percentage or like Israel having to give 10% away. So what are you saying in all this? This is That's a little bit of a progression through where you get from Genesis and Abraham into the New Testament to these people that it doesn't feel like we're actually under the law to tithe. I will say, I do not believe we are under law to tithe. I don't think the New Testament church was under law to tithe. And for some of you, you hear this maybe from your really religious background. You're like, woohoo, all right, I can do whatever I want. I'll just say this, that's actually not the point. I would say we're not under law to tithe, but we're not under law to do a lot of things that are wise. We're not under law to tithe, but I'll I'll just say we're not under law to do a lot of things that actually are wise. And I'll just say there's a lot of things in the even in the Old Testament law 
that are actually wise. Here's one. We're not under law to take a Sabbath, but I think there's a lot of wisdom, and, and this has been a struggle for me. I've shared with our community over the years, kind of being a workaholic and Enneagram 3 and A-type when it comes to work and success. Um, I'm a visionary. I am somebody who is always looking to the next thing in the sense of like work and projects. Uh, I have a hard time resting. It's part of uh, the way I'm wired, but I'll just say I've been journeying in this idea of Sabbath, and Sabbath was under the Old Testament law, and we're not under law now to Sabbath, but I would say it is one of the, I'm beginning to see it as one of the most important practices anybody could practice, and I'll say the same for tithing. You're not under law to do it, but man, I have seen in my own personal life, and I've seen in the life of the church, that it's something that actually makes sense. Can I just say that equal responsibility makes sense? So those that have been entrusted with more, 10% on their income is more. And I just think, yeah, as we're entrusted with more, that would grow. It's not, it makes sense. It's not a, a bad thing. And I think around some of these discussions, people want to argue around tithing as though it's an argument to do nothing. And I just think it's funny as I listen to people talk sometimes around money, finances in the church and tithing. Well, we're not under law to do this. Well, yeah, we're not. We're not. But doesn't it kind of doesn't it kind of make sense? Like, isn't it a practice that could be actually something that's beautiful? Not under law or compulsion, but being somebody that's generous. And wouldn't it make sense? For it to be a great starting place. Think about it. The And Randy says this in the teaching, his own teaching on this in the treasure principle. But I'll just say, if poor ancient Israelites had to give like 23% of their income, then wouldn't it make sense for us now in the modern world, the richest generation to walk the face of the earth, to enter into a practice like that? To me, it just makes sense. And I know you're thinking, oh man, you're the pastor guy. Honestly, I've wrestled through this. And very little of what I'm saying is tied at all to like being somebody that gets paid by a church. I, I've just seen the beauty of this particular practice. I'll also say this, and it's just a question for people when it comes to money, finances, and specifically this idea of tithing. Are you somebody that believes the church is God's rep- representation in the world? Do you believe that the unfolding story before us is that the church, the people of God together and their work and mission together is God's representation in the world. If you do, then ultimately, sometimes we make money a very spiritual thing, and it is, and there's spiritual components to it for sure. But sometimes we're not practical enough in the church just to say, it actually takes money to do stuff. Tomorrow, uh, we're going to talk more about our vision of simplicity. And listen, we're a community that's very committed to rented facilities, low budget as far as like spending a ton on ourselves. Um, and I'm really thankful for that. I'm, I, I, we, I think, and we'll talk tomorrow more about this, we are primed and ready to be a community that could be really generous in all areas of church life. But if you ultimately believe that the church is God's representation in the world, then this kind of life... And generosity, and I would even say tithing as a starting place seems to make sense because it actually takes money to do stuff. And we know this. We know that, like, listen, the amount of money that I give to our local hockey club is a lot because I have three boys that play hockey. And I'm super thankful for that. But can I be honest with you? That's that's not the church. 
The church is this community of God's people that are his representation in the world. Now, if you don't believe that, if you don't believe the church is God's representation in the world, then I would just say, have, like, kind of have at it. It, it, wouldn't, it would make sense not to give if there's a fundamental belief that the church really doesn't matter. But most people I know that follow Jesus believe the church matters, and it would just make sense that this kind of practice is a beautiful thing. It should be seen as a positive and beautiful beautiful thing. So are you under law to do this? I would say no. And that's why we don't talk a ton of exactly, uh, at least exactly about tithing. We speak more of generosity. But when people ask me about tithing, I think we just need to be upfront. It is something that Israel practiced. We're not under law to do it by any means. But to me, it's just something that makes sense. If these people way back were called to do so much, it seems like a great, I always say it seems like a great starting place and ultimately, we want our, like, as a, somebody who gives to our local community and has tithed since, like, my first job way back. I don't say this arrogantly. You guys, if anybody knows in our community, Heather and I are jacked up. We are far from perfect in many areas. But this is actually one area we've really grown in and started practicing at a young age in. And we believe God's community is God's representation and reconciliation project in the world. And we want to be part of something where our house is full where God is using financial stewardship and resource to do all sorts of things in ministry, in life, in people's lives. We're super passionate about the orphan, the widow, the foreigner. We believe the church should be, uh, and foreigner, by the way, is a word that the, the, the NIV and most of our English translations use as far as uh, maybe the illegal immigrant or somebody who, uh, refugees, often is how uh, these translations work. Um, we want to be a part of a community that actually helps with this. And as somebody, as people who give and have given want to be a part of that. So this is actually something that we've practiced. And can I just say, um, you know, oftentimes people will say, well, what does tithing do? Can I just say this? And you guys know we're not like prosperity gospel here by any means. Uh, you're, there's no jet to be filled. There's no white coat that's going to pop out at any moment. Uh, no TV ministry down the road by any means. But I'll just say it is interesting that there is, like we've tithed since we were young. There's something tied to blessing with this. And I know you're thinking, oh man, here we go. Give to get. I don't I don't mean that at all, but it is very interesting how when you practice these things god is provider and here's the thing i drive a beat down 2012 grand caravan that's falling apart partly because it drags kids to hockey and sports all week and it's just and and the church trailer often so it's falling apart i drive like a an other vehicles a 2009 ford flex come on somebody my driveway is filled with massive vehicles massive old vehicles. You know, I think about when we talk about blessing and I'm like, man, it's not tied uh, to maybe necessarily what we view as monetary physical things. But one of the things we've learned from the blessing of tithing just in our lives is that money has not been a God in our lives. So I remember even being first married and in kind of our first ministry position and hardly having anything and taking our daughter Ava when she was like a year old and we would always give off the top, always, of our income and just teaching her that there's more to life than money and how to steward this well. 
And through all of this, this practice has been something that has just led us to believe that money doesn't have to have a hold on us. And we look around a lot, and maybe this is being judgmental and I don't mean it that way, but money often has a hold on people. And the blessing from tithing, week in and week out, paycheck in, paycheck out, is just the reality that we don't lean into this idea that we have to bow to mammon or the God of money. It doesn't have to have control on us in a world that often says that it does. And so people often ask, well, you know, like the whole, some people say, you know, about the blessing of tithing. Well, for us, it's not necessarily all these monetary things. It seems to be this way of life, this practicing the way of Jesus and entering into a reality where money doesn't have to have a hold on me. It doesn't have to be God over my life, which is amazing. So with all that said, should I tithe? We'll leave that up to you. You're not under law to do anything. But man, I would just encourage our community to be generous people. And something comes from this. And I just honestly, uh, I used to be really shy about talking about this, but from experience and now just from doing this for years, I've seen that it is an amazing place to start. And I wanna be a part of a church that um, is generous. And this is kind of what it takes. And so it just, it's, it's one of these practices that makes sense. You're not under law to do it but it makes sense. With that said, brothers and sisters, until next time, we'll talk to you soon.